You're listening to the Tweakle Podcast. The journey of a thousand miles begins with but a single step. That's from the Eastern philosopher, writer, and scholar Lao Tzu. Now for me, starting this podcast was a single step. It's a big one, but it was a single step nonetheless. Being consistent with it and posting as often as I can was another. Moving another step further, I decided to post every Wednesday and every Friday. I again took another step by deciding to start a YouTube channel to show the world just how horrible I am at playing video games. You can go over there and look at those and laugh at me at your leisure. These are all small steps. Asking for help and doing other things, these are just all steps toward a grander goal. Now for me, I think I'm just getting started. But toward the grander goal, if I'm being quite honest, I'm about halfway home. I'm Jake Alexander in the Vault 319 recording room, and this is the Tweakle Podcast. What's up, everybody? It's Jake Alexander, your voice in the void, the lone wolf, your favorite host with the list. How the hell are you? I am, you know, myself, I am doing very good. It is uh, it's a good day. It's Wednesday, which means we're back in the vault to do another episode of the podcast. And I'm always happy to do it. You know, I say the same thing to start off and to end the podcast. I don't care how many of you are out there listening, be it one, five, ten, a hundred, a thousand. Uh, hopefully we get to a thousand people per episode, but no matter how many it is, I'm I'm always happy to have you all listening, and I'm always happy to do the podcast. This is uh, this is my time to be like, you know, to myself, and it's cathartic, and you know, just to get my thoughts out there. Yeah, you know, like I always say, I'm just happy to do it. It's always fun to talk and uh, get feedback later on. Uh, it's I'm doing good, man. Uh, I had me a nice little long weekend, Father's Day weekend. I didn't do anything. <laughs> if you were paying attention to the uh, IG podcast page, I didn't. Uh, I didn't do a thing. I didn't post anything. I didn't do, I didn't sit down to write anything for today's show. No show sheets or nothing like that. All I did was hang with my kids and uh, hang out with my family. Went to the movies, played baseball at the park, had a picnic, went for a walk, went to the mall and walked around. I didn't buy anything because, you know, there's not much out there to buy anymore. A lot of those stores are closed now. It's kind of sad. Uh, go to your local mall and take a look around and see if, see if it's anything like mine. Mine is kind of barren. It used to be very, very busy in there it's it's very very empty in there right now but uh yeah i didn't do anything those three days man i just hung with the family which is basically all those holidays are for right it's really just to be with the family and uh enjoy yourself uh just to get away from everything else and that's all i did i, I, I seriously we ate junk food until we burst and uh laughed with the kids which i missed I, I realized after those three days just how much time i'm missing with the kids so I'm about to figure this all out, man. Spend more time with them because that's that's really most important. That's the highlight of my day. 
every day when I come home and I see their smiling faces and they're jumping up and down, grabbing onto my legs. So <laughs> I'm going to have to change the dynamic of everything I do. But yeah, it's been good around here at the vault. It's, uh, it's been raining on and off, but it's okay. It's cloudy. Uh, it gets really chilly at night for some odd reason. It gets really hot during the day. It's summer is starting off really weird. I don't want it to be like this all summer. I'm hoping just for nice, you know, moderately warm weather all day, every day. And it can, you know, if it gets down into the like upper sixties at night, that's fine too. But not like the fifties that it's been getting into lately. But uh, either way, yeah, it's been good. Uh, today, today, today's Wednesday. Um, we are going to review the third episode of Loki. Yep, it was already out. I've watched it a couple times, and I'm going to give you my thoughts on it going forward. And I was, uh, I won't say I was right, but I won't say I was wrong either uh, about a couple of things. I will, but we'll get to that later. Uh, but before we do that, let's get into some news of things that I think everybody should know. So kicking off the news is Transformers. Now, when I heard the news, I was thinking that they were talking about the uh, Netflix animated trilogy ending uh, show that's coming up. But no, they're actually talking about live action. So the new Transformer live action movie is subtitled Rise of the Beast. And the only thing I can think of are Beast Wars, which kind of makes sense because the uh, trilogy ending show that's coming on Netflix is also bringing Beast Wars into the uh into the um, Transformers universe Netflix so the movie being you know the live action movies introducing Beast Wars into it after so many just Autobots and Decepticon vehicle battles and yeah yeah you know I'm with it like I said anything Transformers G1 whatever Beast Wars I'm with it but it's going to be kind of weird because this movie is supposed to follow directly after the Bumblebee movie which was supposed to be the 1980s and this new one is supposed to be the 1990s so seeing prehistoric animals as Transformers in the 1990s at whatever I don't care it's it's like I said it's Transformers I'm I'm all for it as much as everybody hated the Michael Bay movies I love them I geeked out on those <laughs> so uh, I can't wait for that to come out and the main villain for the uh, new Transformers live action movie is supposed to be Scourge which is kind of weird because he wasn't a main villain he wasn't like a leader he was he was damn formidable for sure but uh I don't see him being a, he wasn't like the guy but he, he's he's damn good in the uh, cartoons but yeah he was the right hand man to Galvatron so him being the, the main villain in the uh, live action movie uh, coming up hey I'm with it I don't care like I said Farmers anything and yeah I'm with it <laughs> so uh, moving along uh, we're going to send a big boo and no thank you to Disney <laughs> why because they did something that is really like off the cuff bad uh, so let me explain so allegedly they filed a copyright claim against some digital artists for their uh, use over Loki but they didn't actually use Loki from like the, the Disney shows they used the actual Norse god of mythology like do pictures and whatnot and I, I guess they did it in honor because they like the Disney shows just like so many of us so uh, a bunch of these artists they're on this uh, artist platform called Redbubble and Redbubble took their art down and sent them an email saying hey we had to take your artwork down because there has uh, there has been a copyright claim file on and we don't want you or us to get in trouble and the the letter clear as day says that the that the copyright claim goes to Disney. Now, you might be saying, well, you know, it's they invented Loki, but no, actually they didn't. They invented the character Loki within their, their comic book realm, and that's fine. They use intellectual property that's public that's in the public domain. Um, the use of the Norse god itself is for everybody. But if Disney goes through with this claim and they get the copyright to uh, other uh, digital, you know, 
uh, digital copyrights and whatnot to um, intellectual property that's in the public domain, then there are a lot of art artists and um, things that are going to be taken down and Disney is just going to really, really piss a lot of people off, me me being one of them. This isn't the first time Disney has tried this too. They tried to copyright uh, Dias de los Muertos um, day of the day uh, right before they debuted the movie Coco, which man how long have they been celebrating that uh, hundreds of years long before disney ever even came around right uh yeah disney needs to chill that's that's not a good thing stop trying to copyright things that belong to other people you know damn well you didn't invent it uh and, and you warner brothers dudes don't get happy because i said something bad about marvel we're gonna send a big boo out to warner brothers as well um they get a big boo because they did some just straight up rather blatant disrespect <laughs> to a couple of their own guys Okay, so check this out. They have a new expansion uh, at the WB Studios, right? So, uh, and they got this big welcome center, this and other, where people walk up. And on the face of the building, they have these giant pictures of, like, uh, current stars in their, you know, big blockbuster movies. They got, uh, like, the Harry Potter trio, Hermione and Pete and, you know, the three. You know what I'm talking about. I don't watch the movies. I haven't seen the guy in a long. But uh, they got those three on one side, and the other three, they have... Uh, all the you know the big names from the justice league right they have superman batman aquaman wonder woman and they even threw in harley quinn up there right but here's the problem they have like the margot robbie uh picture of as harley quinn they have gal gadot as wonder woman and they have jason momoa as aquaman but they don't have henry cavill as superman or ben affleck as batman no they have christopher reeve as superman and michael keaton as batman they they literally omitted the two dudes that uh, basically led the Snyderverse, and that is if you can't see that as disrespect, I don't understand how that can be any other thing but disrespect. Seriously, I, somebody explained it to me if it's not disrespect because to me I see it as a big slap in the face toward uh, Henry Cavill, Ben Affleck, and Zack Snyder. They basically saying, nah, those don't exist. We don't acknowledge them. They're trash and moving along. I mean, you can't you can't mix the old school and the new school and say, hey, we're just putting them up there because they're a big property. Uh, no, if you use three of the new school cats and or four of the new school cats, I should say, uh, and two of the old school cats, you're basically saying the two new school cats for Batman and Superman and they're trash and we don't want to we don't want to uh, in, include them in anything. I, just, I guess that kind of goes with, you know, them just basically saying the Snyderverse doesn't exist and and with Henry Cavill leaving as Superman and Ben they basically kicked Ben Affleck out, out the back door <laughs> you know as Batman so uh, yeah uh, Warner Brothers Disney y'all doing some really shady shit and I'll see you and I'm calling you on knock that shit off <laughs> so uh, let's move on to anime let's talk about that for a second it's it's summer the summer season for anime is is right on top of us and just like the weather it's about to heat up and yes i know that was real cliche i don't care it works <laughs> um we got a bunch of stuff returning and a bunch of new stuff for me the main thing returning is black clover for season four i can't wait to see this uh the, you know the black bulls they're going to continue to search for those uh, devils that are out there and you know clover and the state kings are going to continue their beef Asked him, my boy he got some work to do i'm going to and um, the time I got reincarnated as a slime, season two, part two. So I am ashamed to say that I came to this anime real late. And I owe an apology to my friend 
Corey who told me about it and I was like, I'll get around to it and I sort of ignored it, but I shouldn't have because I started season one and I really, really like it. So I am going to have to like cruise through season one and that first part of season two uh, before I actually get to this because I don't want to miss anything. And I'm happy to uh, watch it. And it's one of those animes that snuck under the radar, but hey, hell, whatever. You know, a lot of the anime sneak under the radar. You can't catch everything, right? Um, uh, the new anime is where it's at, though. There are a couple of them that I really want to see. I have no idea what they're all about, but watching previews of them, I want to see these three. Uh, Sunny Boy, Scarlet Nexus, and the case study of Anita's. I I don't really know what all these about, but I saw, you know, trailers and previews for them, and they look really good. So I am going to uh, throw those on the list. You can probably guess that a couple of these are going to be on the uh, weekend watch list when they come out. Yeah, yeah. When we do the weekend watch list on Friday, a couple of those are going to be on there. Uh, we're going to finish up with talking about a couple of trailers for movies coming out. Uh, Suicide Squad and Snake Eyes, the G.I. Joe movie. Um, let me start with the G.I. Joe, the Snake Eyes movie. I was really hyped to see it. I was like a 9 on the 10 hype meter. After seeing the trailer, I backed down to about a 7. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I'm not disappointed in the trailer. The trailer looks really good, but the storyline is kind of and I don't want to say forgettable, but they kind of mailed it in. You know, they, they, I ain't going to say they, they didn't go according to the, you know, the intellectual property, the original storyline, because they did. They stuck a lot to it. But I was hoping for a little something a little bit more fantastic because, you know, it's supposed to be G.I. Joe is Snake Eyes, and it's kind of like a soft reboot of the entire universe. So I was expecting something a little bit more grandiose. It doesn't look like I'm going to get it. It looks like they're going to do paint by numbers and give us some really good fight scenes, though. So. That's why I say this is a seven. It's not down. I'm, I'm going to enjoy the damn movie anyway, so I don't even know what the hell. I'm really, like, getting all upset about. Um, and the other one, The Suicide uh, Squad. I told everybody before, like, early this season, Suicide Squad with James Gunn at the helm was going to wow everybody just like Guardians of the Galaxy wow when it first debuted, the first movie. And everybody looked at me like I was crazy, and I said, trust me. Suicide Squad has that same type of pull. If you don't know it, if it's done right, it's going to wow you. It's going to surprise you. You're going to fall in love with the characters. You're going to love it. And <laughs> Idris Elba in it, number one, pulls me. Then they add John Cena on top of that. If you don't know who John Cena is, I can't even talk. Just, just get out of this conversation. Uh, but yeah, but and then the previews for it with King Shark and uh, Margot Robbie is back as Harley Quinn in it. I'm telling you, this is going to be a damn good movie. I promise you it's going to be damn good. It's going to be at least an 8 for you out of 10. For me, it's going to be a 10 out of 10 because I know Suicide Squad and this shit's going to be fun. I promise you that. <laughs> That's it for the news. Uh, I'm going to go get me a cup of coffee. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Loki. Stay tuned. So it's Wednesday, June 23rd, and today we got the third episode of six total episodes of Loki. So before we review it, I am going to warn you there are going to be a handful of spoilers. So if you haven't watched the episode, I suggest you go and watch it and you can come back to this neat little review section of the uh, podcast. And that's fine. Uh, if you don't care or if you've seen it just like me a few times, uh, then hey, let's keep going. So we already had episode two. Episode two came last week and in episode two, the TVA with Loki and Toe tried to confront the variant 
at her hideaway in the middle of an apocalypse in uh, 2050, 2051, something like that. Uh, but, you know, unfortunately for them, their only victory is that they retrieve the kidnapped TT agent as uh, the variant time bombs the sacred timeline and retreats with Loki through a temporal portal. So now at the beginning of episode three, we get a short flashback and we see the variant who we come to know as Sylvie now. Uh, we see her interrogating the uh, TV agent that she had kidnapped uh, the week before. And she looks up on a TV and they see, she sees Loki and the TV agents coming. So this is obviously when she goes into her whole mode of uh, leading the TVA agents into her little trap and getting away with Loki uh, at the end of that episode. Um, the flashback is kind of dope because uh, we see her and the TVA agent sitting at a table having drinks like they're friends. But then we come to realize that this is all some grand illusion that she's putting the TVA agents through. And it's, and it's kind of cool because you're you're looking at the background and at moments it seems fake. And in other times the background seems weird. And I, I got a feeling that they did that kind of shot on purpose to uh, make it kind of feel eerie and let you know that, hey, something, something's amiss going on. I thought it was uh, pretty good. Uh, so the uh, the TVA agent, base, uh, as we know from last week, she gives up the goods of where the uh, timekeepers are, and uh, we flash forward back into into the real time of the uh, episode three, and we see Sylvie. Uh, we're just gonna call it the Enchantress going forward. That's pretty much who she is, right out of the comics. Uh, we see her approaching the uh, doors, these giant golden doors for the uh, where the timekeepers are supposedly uh, staying. And she is just walking down the hallway, just beating the living hell out of every single TVA agent that she comes across. Now, just before she gets a chance to get into the door, who shows up but Loki with daggers in hand. And he confronts her, trying to get her to, you know, ally with him so he can have his way with the uh, timekeepers in his own little scheme. And she, oddly, obviously, she turns him down. She has her own plan. And they fight and uh, they quarrel until... Uh, Judge Renslayer and a couple of other T, uh, TVA agents um, show up and confront both of them. Uh, those three entities, Loki, uh, the Enchantress, and the TVA agents, they basically tussle for a second. Um, and just before um, they are actually captured by the TVA, Loki opens up a temporal portal with um, one of the temporal pads and uh, sucks them through. And they, they sort of make an escape, but it's not really an escape because she wasn't trying to get away, but Loki really was trying to get away, right? Um, but he kind of messes up because uh, he opens up a portal to a place called Lamentus One. Now, he doesn't know what it is, but she does. Uh, all the places on this uh, temporal pad, come to find out, are just places where apocalypse has happened because obviously that's where she's been hiding. Uh, so uh, Lamentus One turns out to be this this moon where people have terraformed and they live on it, but now the planet that this moon uh, orbits is starting to break up and Lamentus One is basically the entire moon and the planet that surrounds it is about, is about to be destroyed. So now they have to figure out a way to recharge the temporal pad, which is now out of battery life. Uh, they have to figure out a way to uh, recharge it and uh, get off this moon before everything, you know, goes to hell. But, uh, you know, let's just say nothing goes according to plan. Uh, we get some moments of uh, the Enchantress and Loki talking to each other and figuring out that, hey, they are really a lot, a lot alike, but still they are very very different um they have to con their way onto a train which is oddly enough taking a lot of rich people to a arc that is getting uh off the planet even though that this arc i promise you this arc does not make it off <laughs> at all and uh it's, it's kind of funny that's kind of how uh we all see 
Um, if our world was coming to an end, that's I bet that's how most of us would see the, the world coming to an end. All the rich people making it to the ark and all the people who don't have the money uh, to bribe their way onto it. They're, you know, they're going to get left behind. But yeah, they bribe their way onto this train, have a few moments of talking to each other. And then they're confronted again by TVA agents after Loki gets drunk and starts singing. Yeah. And if when you get to that scene, you're going to love that scene. Uh, oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. Loki admits he's bi and so does she. Uh, it, it, trust me, you'll, you'll, when you see it, you'll see what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, they basically get thrown off the train. Um, well, Loki gets thrown off the train. She jumps after him to try to save him. And it, it kind of goes awry because now the temporal pad is broken, which I don't believe the temporal pad is broken, but I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, and then they decide to, hey, uh, we can still hijack the Ark if we are quick enough and we can get off this planet and then we'll worry about uh, getting back to our real, our original time, this, that, and the other. Uh, but they get, they, you know, they fight their way through the city to try to get onto the Ark, but they don't make it. The Ark gets destroyed as the planet continues. The planet that this moon is orbiting around continues to break up and fall down and starts to destroy everything around them. Uh, and that's where the episode ends. And it let it, we're left with that giant cliffhanger. And it's kind of crazy because I was expecting more out of the episode and we got a handful of action at the beginning, a handful of action at the end, but everything, this gigantic, I would say three fifths of it, this gigantic chunk in the middle of, we're basically just figuring out who Sylvie actually is and uh, her connection to Loki, even though she keeps saying, don't call me Loki. I'm not a Loki, this, that, and the other. Uh, But we come to figure out that, it must, as much as she wants to try to distance herself from Loki, she's kind of just like him in a way. She's very short-tempered. She's very, uh, I won't say arrogant, but she's very uh, assured of herself. And she, she loves her plans, but she's more driven. She's more serious than actual Loki, where he's the trickster. She's more of a master planner. And But on the same note, um, when she got when she got angry, uh, figuring, after she figured out that the temporal pad had been broken and they're probably on their way to their doom. She has this, has this fit where she releases this giant, this giant uh, release of green energy. <laughs> and you can basically see that. Yeah. You pretty much have the same temper as Loki. Uh, but yeah, as much as they are uh, the same, they are still very different. And, it, and it's kind of cool. The juxtaposition of both the characters, um, she play uh, her character versus Loki kind of plays in a similar fashion to the way, um, uh, Mobius plays against Loki in the first two episodes where Loki is obviously trickster and a lot of his lines are kind of jokes and uh, jabs. She plays the straight character and it's, it's actually really good. You, even though we miss Mobius, obviously, cause Owen Wilson is doing a, such a damn fantastic job. Uh, Sophia DeMatteo's uh, Enchantress is just as good. She plays a good straight, straight man character to Loki's uh, uh, slightly comedic side. Um, a lot of a lot of the uh, exposition is really cool because he you get a lot of um, Loki being vulnerable because again we he's talking about his mom after he's figured out that his mom gets killed because of something he did. Um, uh, you get to see him be very very vulnerable again, uh, and when he's trying to tell her that hey you know I was adopted and she says well I was adopted too but I knew and he's like well they didn't tell me but you know yeah they did tell me later on but. You know, and he asked about her mom, which obviously I want to say in different universes, they have the same mom, but she doesn't know her mom. And we'll just assume it's Frigga for whatever reason. Um, but she basically said, she, I didn't really know her. I was uh, 
you know, I was adopted, but I didn't know her. And she was basically just, you know, parts of a dream that I keep having. And I don't even know what the dream is about because she doesn't understand who her mom is. And it's, it's, it's really cool. You get to see uh, Loki be vulnerable again. And you get to see her for a split second be vulnerable as they kind of realize that, hey, we are very different. But like I said before, it, even though they are very different, they are still very much the same. And uh, yeah, um, they and part of that conversation, them sitting at the table, getting to know each other, Loki, uh, in a sideways way, he admits that he's bisexual because she he asks, like, hey, do you have a boyfriend that's waiting for you after after all this is done, after your scheme has been fulfilled? And she says, um, uh, sure, I, sure, I do. It was some postman that she had met in one of her her one of her stops through time. And uh, she asked him, like, hey, do you have any, uh, you're like, you're a prince, you know, you're a prince of Asgard, and uh, I just got to be a bunch of princesses out there waiting for you. Or he's like, or maybe just another prince. And Loki says, well, just like you, maybe just a little bit of both. And, it, you know, I, right when he said it, I was like, well, yeah. I was like, well, you know, why not? Of course. I'm like, it's, it's Loki. He's, you know, he's the, he's the. He's a trickster. He's he's all about mischief. If, if anything else, he's been a woman at some point, and he had his had his affairs with men and women. So I I kind of saw that coming. I mean, if you read enough Norse mythology and enough Greek mythology, you understand that a lot of these characters are you know they go both ways. And it doesn't really matter. But I just thought it was kind of cool that they they threw that in there right out of the mythology of it. I thought it was kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, the episode overall was really really good. It left me with a lot of questions. One of the questions I got which comes straight out of a conversation that the, uh, that Loki and the Enchantress have. Uh, she says the Enchantress tells Loki that, Hey, you know, the TVA agents aren't, uh, they aren't made, uh, basically, but they are other variants that the TVA had caught and they all become agents for the TVA because they are variants. So Loki, you know, obviously he's asking, he's like, Hey, I thought they were made, but you're telling me they're variants. So the question I got going forward, or one of the questions I got going forward is if these uh, agents are uh, former variants, have they all been variants or have some of them been kidnapped? You know, did they basically pull a, uh, uh, you know, like Ego, did he basically kidnap all, kidnap all these people off of other planets just to be agents or just, to, you know, just for their own, uh, just for their own ends? And uh big question i got going forward which we'll probably figure out in the next episode is does which who's playing who because i got a feeling either the enchantress is playing loki or or it's the other way around because number one uh she tries to enchant him at some point he says it, it doesn't work on me because my mind is too strong which i i mean that can be true and I, I would say that's probably true but i don't think it's i don't i don't it could probably be true but i don't think it's actually true i think she's actually strong her, you know her magic is strong enough to actually enchant Loki or somebody of Loki's ilk. Uh, Cause ba she's basically on the same level as Loki. I mean, even if you don't consider her a Loki or another version of Loki, she is on the same level as him. She, she definitely has the same amount of strength from the, uh, from the action scenes of those two fighting and her um, uh, fighting the TVA. And she's just as strong as he is hand to hand. Um, but yeah, I don't, maybe she enchanted him somewhere along the line in the middle of the fight. And all this is just one big, you know, illusion, trying to get his confidence and uh, trying to get him to spill up whatever secrets he has. Or maybe Loki didn't actually break the temporal pad and he's trying to get her to understand that he can be trusted. So she will actually help him until whatever end he is after, which 
is more than likely taking over the TVA. Let's be for real. It's Loki. I, I said that in the first review. I'm going to stick to it. I think he's trying to take over the TVA. And at some point he's going to get, I don't think he'll take over the entire TVA, but either he, him and the entrances will break it down or he'll get some piece of it unto himself that he can, um, that he can use going forward. And it'd be kind of neat to see, but yeah, I want to see, I want to know who's playing who I don't believe that she's, not strong enough to enchant him, and I don't believe that the temporal pad is actually broken. It may be this; it may be uh, needs to be recharged, but I don't think they broke it because uh, the cliffhanger with them being stuck on the planet and the planet's about to be destroyed with them on it, and they're all going to die. I don't believe that for one second. It, I mean, come on, it's only episode three; we got three more episodes to go, so obviously they don't die, right? Obviously they don't die. So I want to see how they get off the planet. It's going to be a real good uh, story going forward, either way. But uh, yeah, I I love this episode. I can't wait until next week's episode. Uh, it's kind of crazy how how uh, good these episodes are because everybody was saying before uh, the first episode um, debuted during the uh, early premiere and the early reviews that hey, this is going to be the best uh, Disney Plus series uh, going forward. And I was like, ah, I was like, man, that's that's a tall task because I loved uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but I I. I expertly loved uh, uh, WandaVision. So I was like, they're going to have to do a whole lot to make me uh, like this more than one of those other two. And they are doing it. They are doing it in spades. So I can't wait to see what happens going forward. But hey, you know, we'll get a whole nother episode next week and a whole nother review next week. I can't wait till it happens. So I'm going to go grab me another cup of coffee and we're going to come back. So stay tuned. So now's the time we all come to say goodbye, my dear friends. But hey, don't you worry. We'll be back Friday with the weekend watch list and uh, more fun and more me just being me. And I hope you all tune in to it. Like I say, at the end of every episode, I hope you enjoyed it. I don't care if it's one, five, ten, a hundred or a thousand of you. And I hope one day we, one day very soon we get to a thousand. Uh, we're doing good. We got a, and we got just about a hundred uh, constant viewers. So, hey, man, I see every last one of you. I see every last one of you. I'm clapping for you. Uh, we get over 100. I gotta do something special. I don't know what it'll be, but you know, we keep keep checking into the IG page. And you'll see. Once we get over it, I'll do a contest or something. I don't know. I'll, I'll figure it out. I'm weird. I'll come up with something. Maybe I'll make a t shirt and email it to you outside of the outside and have my face on it or something. I don't know. I'll come up with something weird, something fun. Uh, but yeah, until then, man, uh, y'all be safe. I love you. Stay out of trouble. You know, just, just the same thing I tell y'all. So until then, I say the same thing that I always say. God bless. I love you. And peace.